Welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Andy Groneman, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading pitmasters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of the Barbecue Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in, and welcome to Barbecue Radio Network. I am your host, Dave Caius, along with our executive producer, T-Bone, and my co-host, world champion in pork at the American Royal Invitational, pitmaster of Smoke on Wheels. I've run out of titles for him, Andy Groneman. <laughs> but we're going to get some more for next week. Coming up, we've got a good friend of our show, Joe Pierce. He's been on several times. He's... Uh, Andy, he's just the best. Grand champion, Joe Pierce. Grand champion. This dude has so many awards and just keeps bringing in more awards. He, of course, has Slaps Barbecue. And if you want to check out their website, slapsbbqkc.com. I don't know if they ship food. We'll have to ask him. But he's got a rub and some sauces that are delicious. And if he doesn't ship, it's definitely a stop on your barbecue crawl if you're going through Kansas City. Absolutely. So, yeah, he picked up a grand championship last weekend. Uh, oh, wow. And so he's starting to move up the boards. Remember, we were talking about Brad Leininger, his uh-huh. arch nemesis. Yes. Uh, and no, actually, they're good buds. Uh, Brad's already taken over first. Oh, wow. <laughs> Well, we'll try. Maybe we should avoid that one, Andy. I don't know. But anyway, uh, that was his first comp for the year, I think. Right? Uh, he maybe had, a second. He had about nine hundred points going into the weekend, so he probably did two. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's early in the season for him. So we're fine. So again, Joe Pierce from Slaps Barbecue. So happy to have him back on the show. That's coming up in our second and third segment. Also, we're gonna be talking to Andy in our fourth segment. Um, we're going to be, this is going to be a two week, a two parter. This is how important this is. <laughs> but as T Bone likes to keep pointing out, it's not barbecue season's not coming up. It is barbecue season, right, T Bone? It is here. It is here. Ask Joe Pierce. Ask Joe Pierce. <laughs> and a lot of people, but for a lot of people, this is their starting up time. I mean, yeah, it's absolutely. just, it's early, it's early May, Memorial Day coming up. And some people, either it's time to replace a smoker, cooker, grill, whatever, or maybe they never own one and it's time to buy it's one. It's time to get one. So Absolutely. we're going to uh, be tapping Andy's brain for some ideas for that. Uh, I assume you got different yeah, and, cost and point, price points. Because I know you said two times, but it's a 17-segment series we're starting. <laughs> it wouldn't and have to be. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to end it at Labor Day weekend, ironically. Uh, no, we're going to be talking about that for the next two weeks. Um, so, I, guys, you know, I, I, I so much love doing this show, and I hate to bring up controversy. And we've we've stayed away from controversy. I mean, we we were we were doing shows during the election. We never talked about the election. We we don't talk politics. We don't talk about anything. But oh I've, my god, you maybe are college, making me really nervous. But, uh, college to, basketball. I, I uh, well. Football. KU, uh, but I have to bring up a, a bit of a controversy, and I'm going to ask you guys' opinion on it first, and then I'll tell you what I think. Pickle Spears. Okay, so when you go to- As opposed a, to Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you to quit dancing in circles in the middle of the studio. So, Pickle Spears, a lot of places you go, and it's included. Like, you open up, and you've got the sandwich, or you got a whole meal, you know, two, sure. two, two meals, two sides, and oftentimes, there's a pickle spear. I'm going to look at T-Bone first. T-Bone, do you like pickle spears with your meal, or do you not like pickle spears? They do not bother me at all. Will you eat them when you get them? 
Sometimes. See, see, this is where the controversy is starting to come in. Usually usually I do. Okay. I'm not like going, oh, a pickle scare. Right, I agree. (laughs) But but you do end up eating it. But it, it will be gone. Do you eat it by itself or do you eat it along with the rhythm of your consuming of your meal i'm a eat one thing at a time kind oh, you're of one guy of those. Yeah. do you really yeah and and the weirdest thing is i also adding into that is i start with the thing i like least so for years <laughs> my mother thought that i was eating what i liked first more broccoli and when, more yeah, brussels sprouts you know, <laughs> oh you poor thing <laughs> oh my goodness I'm like no no i'm getting it out of the way so i can enjoy the thing i like the most Folks, that's a lesson on communication all right make your life better <laughs> communicate with whoever is in your life what's going on okay so before i go to back to andy so if you get a barbecue sandwich baked beans a pickle and a soda you eat the sandwich first entirely and then have the baked beans and then have the pickle no he'd say he'd have the pickle baked oh, beans right. and then the You'd sandwich he's going the backwards you would have a, oh, he's withholding gratification right. until the end hang on, hang on. well uh, the pickle will either be first or absolutely last having nothing to do with what i just explained it just that okay. the pickle's still there they haven't taken the plate all right. Okay. 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 As you can see, I've written down T-bone equals freak. Okay. Now, <laughs> Andy, what's your what's your thoughts on pickle spears? I like pickle spears. Okay. So, now, the caveat to that is I like them even better when they are house made. Oh, okay. So, you know, just a, something out of the jar from the food company that supplies them. That's fine. But you want the, the- I want the crisp taste the dill, mm-hmm. taste the the flavors in it, and I want them house-made. And it doesn't have to be a spear. I'll take a pickle chip. I'll take a pickle <laughs> slice. I even like pickled onions. Like, throw some pickled red onion oh, right wow. next to it, and I'll eat both of them. Those are condiments that should be on a barbecue plate. Well, here's my problem, is I have the rhythm of eating. Unlike T-Bone, where he does one at a time, I do a combination of everything until I get to my drink, okay? <laughs> well, that's because you're a two-fisted eater, so you're just going with both hands. So, so let's say I have got, I've done the meal. I've done a two-meat meal with two sides and the pickle and my drink. So I'll eat a, I'll eat a meat, I'll do one side, I do one side, the thing that is, the acidity in the pickle is close to the acidity if I had gotten a soda. And I like I don't like to go back-to-back acidity, so I don't know what to do. So That's not, I mean, that's valid, and but that's also the reason why you want a pickle on your barbecue plate. That acidity cuts the fat in the barbecue and brings some of the flavor through. All right. See, so having something acidic helps wake up the other flavors on your tongue. So I like to, and I don't do soda, so <laughs> I have to have that little bit of acid on the plate. Really goes down with the beer. Okay, thank you. It's time now for, we actually kind of asked Andy without meaning to ask Andy, but now it's time for the official Ask Andy segment sponsored by our May Barbecue Sauce of the Month. Something called Smoke on Wheels. I've heard of that. Bootleg bourbon-infused barbecue sauce. T-Bone, I know we're running a little short on time because, well, you know, the pickle controversy. But go right ahead, T-Bone. Okay, Chet in San Antonio uh, is having a hard time with a concept. So... I've got problems with you people. So, <laughs> so Andy, I keep trying to reverse sear, but it mm. came out overdone and it was not tender. What is going on? Can you go over this technique? 
Sure. Uh, yeah, that's actually a great question. It is. And I will tell you, because it is overdone, I think probably the issue is he's doing his reverse part a little bit too long. So the what a reverse sear is, is instead of searing the meat first and then putting it over the uh, indirect area to finish right. cooking, like you would do in an oven, you'd throw it on they a cast iron skillet. kind of go fast to slow as far as cooking goes, Correct. right? You go slow to fast. And what right. the theory behind that is, is on a nice big thick steak or on a bigger roast, you want to sear at the end because if you cook it slower first, it will cook more evenly oh, all the way through. Okay. And then you can get that Maillard reaction at the end by doing the sear at the finish. So what he probably did is on a steak, and I'm assuming it was a steak, but uh, we I would say it went from- Doesn't say. Uh, 100 and, it should have been pulled at 110 degrees internal temperature, which he would have checked with his Thermometer. Thermometer. And that 110, then you take it over and flash sear it to 125 and let it rest to finish. Okay. I think he probably took it to 125 and then seared it, and that's why it ended up overdone at like over 140. Too much, yeah. yeah, that makes perfect sense. Well, cool. Oh, well, so he he kind of thought he was done cooking. Yes, but he wasn't because he had a, a higher temperature step to go. Correct. Now that boy, pickles, reverse searing. We got everything here. Thank you, Chad. Great question. We're going to send you some Smoke on Wheels bootleg bourbon-infused barbecue sauce. And coming up, a good friend of the show, Joe Pierce, the award-winning barbecue of Slaps Barbecue. You can learn more at slapsbbqkc.com. And Joe Pierce is coming up next. Don't go anywhere as we're talking more barbecue right here on Barbecue Radio Network. You love food, and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and seeing the look of your friends' and family's faces when they bite into it. Old Hickory Pit Smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant-quality barbecue right in your own backyard. Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll-free, 800-223-9667. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. Dave Caius, along with Pitmaster of Smoke on Wheels, Annie Gronerman, and one of our best friends, one of our returning guests, a friend of Barbecue Radio Network. It's Joe Pierce, who is an award-winning from Slaps Barbecue, and we are talking lots and lots and lots and lots. Award-winning last weekend, as a matter of fact. Last weekend, we're going to cover that. Um, Also, if you want to check out his rub and sauces. Is it rubs or rubs? Rub. Uh, Joe? Rub. Rub. His rub, or and is it sauce or sauces? Sauce. Sauce. Okay, rub and sauce. (laughs) Don't worry, Joe. I'll bring you in in a minute. Uh, Check out his website, which is slapsbbqkc.com. That's slapsbbqkc.com. Joe, welcome back to the show. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, guys. I appreciate you having me. Love to be here. Well, we are always (laughs) glad to have you on the show. Uh, You're a lot of fun, plus you're a tremendous barbecuer. But I want to start with something a little bit different that nobody in this room, and and of course you don't know about this, but... When we had the Academy Awards about a month ago, and I stopped, I started seeing all these photos of Will Smith slapping, um, what is his Chris name? Rock. Chris, uh, Chris, Rock. Chris Rock. So I started basically, I think I've started an official Slaps Mimi going around for Slaps Barbecue. <laughs> now, now, did you get a lot of reaction with your your guys being slaps and the and the and the most notorious slap of all on the, on the Academy Awards? Did, did did you hear about any of that? Well, obviously, we heard about the slap that shook shook Hollywood. 
Um, I wish I wish it was slaps barbecue that shook Hollywood, but, but no, it was uh, we didn't we didn't get a bunch from it. You know, uh, unfortunately, there it was the topic of conversation for about a week and a half, and and uh, you couldn't get away from it whether you wanted to or not. Everybody everybody wanted to talk about it. And, uh, <laughs> I could just see him coming in there going, "Now you won't slaps me if I order brisket, will you?" <laughs> oh my you know, god! I think, I think I did see one or two memes out there about uh, about slaps barbecue being associated with you know will smith you know hitting well, the crap I, out of chris rock but it was uh, i did i did a lot of it i was having fun with it <laughs> so anyway you're, you're you're the official slap that shook kansas city kansas there you go so uh so last week you were west of kansas city kansas out in topeka competing how did that go you know we, we had a pretty good weekend uh there was a bunch of bunch of tough competition out there. I think there was almost eighty teams, and and teams from all over the country showed up. I think there was even a team from uh, from Saskatchewan, Canada. Uh, oh wow! And, uh, they came down for it, and uh, but yeah, no, we uh, we had we had three really good calls, and end up uh, end up finishing on top with uh, with a grand champion win out there. So it was uh, it was a good contest to do. Those guys put on a on a great event. Uh, great venue and they had you know they had twenty thousand dollar purse so that that's definitely going to bring some teams in in the kansas city area we don't we don't see a lot of contests pushing up there of that that range so it's uh when when there is one i think we all try to show up to it yeah that's a nice that's a nice purse and you guys you ended up with what a 702 so it wasn't just a small finish it was a (laughs) solid finish it was but if you look at the scores i think uh the top five teams were all 700s and uh there was there was five of us that all had three calls and to be honest with you i thought i was going to finish maybe fifth maybe fourth based on who other the other teams that got calls uh, travis duffy had had two uh, two really good calls and like a maybe like a fifth or a sixth and then um a cow creek barbecue had like two top threes and a and a and a fifth or sixth and um, man, there's a couple other, other teams up there that had those types of calls. And, and, uh, I was sure with, a with two fifths and a, and a 10th that I was going to kind of be in that, you know, probably fifth, fourth area. That, and, and that's uh, always the fun part is trying to do the math on the fly when you're sitting there. <laughs> right. He had what now? Yeah. That was a th- and there was a, t- there's a team smoke ringers. He got, he was first in chicken and first in pork and like sixth and brisket or something like that and and uh he got called for like sixth or fifth overall and i audibly gasped <laughs> i said i said uh, whoa that's a that's a rough day for him but keith's a good cook and and uh, so it was kind of you know I think I won. I won GC by one one hundredth of a point. And so it was oh, that's oh always God. the best. <laughs> Very close race between us and uh, uh, Danny Marks of uh, getting sauce. But uh, but yeah, it was a it was a fun weekend for sure. A little maybe you know I had to seek some shelter Friday night for some pot- potential tornadoes. Yeah, we had some some bad weather in the Midwest. Uh, you know, with that big prize pool, it's kind of interesting. You haven't invited the entire team of Barbecue Radio Network over for a free lunch, but you know, you do whatever you want, Joe. You do whatever you want with that prize money. Okay, so when I get it, when I get it, I'll let you guys. Know. Yeah, there we yeah. go. They said, they said they were going to mail it. And they seen it yet. Yeah, the checks in the mail, and yeah. and I know Dave really thought that a uh, a, a, a Will Smith meme was going to be a a, a huge driver for uh, foot traffic into the restaurant, but well, I I was just trying to get some free ribs. That's all I'm I trying want to, to talk do. about real ways to drive foot traffic. And so I was out looking, and on the old, you know, you go to the Googler, and in the Google reviews, 
you've got about 5,000. You're just under 5,000 Google reviews now, and you got a 4.7. What does that do to drive traffic into the restaurant? Because that's such a good score. It's, that's uh, like super solid and. The, the as those grow right and consistent and consistent it is and you know we the five thousand is a lot google google is a, an amazing engine that just pumps hundreds of thousands of people to our web page to our google listing and everything in between so when you when you have that many that's that consistent over a long period of time you take a lot of pride in it you know what i mean there's there's a lot of there's a lot of crap on social media <laughs> and, and yeah and so when uh, when you got that many that that says your barbecue's pretty good it's uh it's always fun you know they say they um they say a a, a half a star demotion is is a, is a, a loss of about 10% in revenue really so, wow yeah and so when you're when you when you start getting a string of bad reviews or you get hacked or something like that it's a uh, instant instant impact um on your financial year on what you guys grow so we do a lot to keep uh to keep those reviews well we don't we don't ask people to review a lot but um we do respond to almost every five star and every one star review which we don't get a ton of those but they're but they're out there and that's what i was going to ask is how much work you have to do to maintain that and make sure that you don't have one of those bots throwing out a one star or some random person that's trying to just sabotage sites because i've heard that i've seen it more on yelp than google but what i mean do you, it, i think i think brad leininger <laughs> put a bad review on there pro- i'm just he, just guessing did. i think brad and i have enough dirt on each other that uh, <laughs> neither one of us wants to start that war uh, but uh, no he is obviously he has good food as well but you know we 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 uh we have a, a marketing company uh that we pay to help us uh kind of maintain um, that stature and they it's really just you know five thousand reviews is a lot to go through and and respond to so we uh we we say thanks to everybody that has a good one and we say we say sorry for everybody that has a bad one well congratulations yeah. on that you know i as you know joe i do stand-up comedy part-time and my website davidstandup.com is up to two reviews at 1.2 <laughs> not and bad. not bad I, I, which I don't is know the how real that joke. happens, with, <laughs> which is the real joke. Uh, I don't, and I don't know how that happens with only two reviews to get 1.2, but I've managed to do that. We're talking, of course, with Joe Pierce. He has got the award winning, and we're talking about lots of awards, including last weekend in Topeka. Slaps Barbecue. You can check out his website and get his rub and his sauce at Slaps bbqkc.com I'm going to hit him up on ribs I want to talk about making his great ribs next segment with Joe Pierce right here on Barbecue Radio Network you love food and when you love food you love finding new flavors to explore new techniques to try and seeing the look of your friends and family's faces when they bite into it Old Hickory Pit Smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant quality barbecue right in your own backyard Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll-free, 800-223-9667. 
And welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Caius, along with our producer, T-Bone, and my co-host, award-winning pitmaster, Annie Groneman. Of course, we are talking to our good buddy, Joe Pierce, the award-winning Slaps Barbecue, big-time winner last weekend in Topeka, and big-time winner all over the country. And you can check out his rub and his sauce at slapsbbqkc.com. Maybe you can win an award if you get this rub and... and uh, sauce. And again, that's slapsbbqkc.com. So, Joe, w- you know, part of this show, we like to talk everything barbecue, but one of the things we like to talk about is helping the backyard barbecuer. And you guys over at Slaps Barbecue in Kansas City, Kansas, have tremendous ribs. Can you just kind of give some advice for the backyard person how they can do better ribs? Yeah, the first thing you do is you want to get in your car, start your engine, drive, uh, <laughs> drive to slap slaps, barbecue, yeah. and, uh, and go ahead and purchase some just high-quality award-winning ribs. Now, um, now for our listeners in Mississippi. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is a vacation. Uh, it's going to be a longer drive, but it's going to be worth it. You know? <laughs> but no, you know, really, really ribs is probably one of my favorite things to cook. They don't take too long. They're packed full of flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're, the texture on a perfectly cooked rib or a good, a well-cooked rib is just, it's one of my favorite bites in barbecue. Oh, yeah. Just my, one of my favorite bites in, in food in general. And so, you know, what we do, um, we use the old Texas crutch. We wrap everything in foil at the restaurant. Even on, yeah. the, even on the Saturdays when we cook, you know, 270 slabs of ribs, we still wrap every single one in foil. But, you know, for us, it's, it's all about just compounding flavor and uh you know getting that rib as moist as juicy as tender and flavorful as possible so you know when we uh we'll cook a rib for a a little higher temp right we cook ribs uh almost 300 degrees and uh we let them go for about an hour and a half two hours uh we obviously use slaps rub on them because it's what's prevalent at slaps barbecue (laughs) and uh you know, we let them get a, a good amount of smoke and a good amount of color. And when that color gets right, um, we wrap them meat side down with honey and brown sugar in the foil and, uh, and, and all those good rib meat juices coming out of there. And, and we wrap them back up. We put them back on until they're, until they're the right tenderness. And when the tenderness, you know, is right on a rib, when you can pick it up from the very middle and you can start to see the bark split right around the couple middle bones. And when it starts to do that, you know, you got your tenderness, right? And so, a yeah. lot of people, a lot of people in the backyard world, I don't think cook food long enough. And hmm. so my, uh, my, my suggestion is you want to, when you think it's done, cook it 20, 30 minutes longer. <laughs> yeah, that's be okay. Honestly, that is of, true. I've never heard of somebody complaining about a too tender rib. You know what I mean? Uh, if you wrap it in foil and it gets a little too tender, it's still going to be moist and juicy and flavorful. When uh, when you don't wrap ribs in foil or really any meat, uh, if you don't wrap it and uh, give it some sort of moisture and whatever you wrap it with, uh, it has a tendency to dry out. So use a little foil, cook it a little hotter, cook it a little longer, and uh, and your old buddy Joe here, he'll uh, we'll, yeah. we'll appreciate it. That's <laughs> what we're talking about. So and some slap sauce on top of it. So oh, you know, there's a couple holy. Oh yeah, there's. There's a couple holy grail arguments around ribs. So sure. spares or baby backs? You know, it's a preference thing, right? It's a preference thing. You know, I can I I I cooked baby backs uh, about two weeks ago 
and uh, at the house because I had a couple of racks of them, and they were phenomenally awesome. They're they're meaty, they're juicy, they're tender. The texture's always uh, always really really good on them. Um, but if I had to pick between one or the other, I'm always going to go with the whole spare rib. Yeah, and, uh, I like the, I like the big long bone. I like picking around the meat around the cartilage <laughs> up on the end. Listen, I'm a big guy. I didn't get this way by, <laughs> by not eating the whole spare ribs. Well, you know and what, what, I mean? what, so. what triggered that question was you were talking about the texture, and like you said, the perfect texture on that rib is the best. And for me, that's a spare rib. Uh, the baby yep. back ribs are great, but because they're next to that loin, that the meat's a little denser and it's it doesn't yep. have that that the I like to use the word unctuous fat. So <laughs> so I'm a huge spare rib fan. So that's awesome. And obviously, we kind of you already hit on my other holy grail that I want to ask, which is typically wet or dry. But obviously, you guys are wrapping, so you're getting a nice wet rib and you you get that braise in it. That's just. Yep. That's just awesome. Well, we're talking with Joe Pierce from Slaps Barbecue, award-winning pitmaster. Uh, we're talking about ribs. Dave's over there salivating, salivating. really bad. <laughs> Luckily, I have a little cup to salivate into. <laughs> so you guys have been crushing it down there. We were just talking about the Google reviews and 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 everything that's going on. Uh, you had a thing that had popped up. You know, I, gosh, it's probably been a few months ago now on the Rock Island Bridge. And so the people that are listening that aren't familiar with the area overheaded into West Bottoms uh, is is a bridge that used to come. It comes from Kansas City, Kansas to Kansas City, Missouri. And they're going to do some cool development on that bridge. And, you know, Slaps has been tied into being a part of that. And it's going to have food and music and all kinds of cool stuff. I was wondering how that is coming. You know, from what I, from where I know, and the last I've heard, it's uh, it's moving along great. Uh, both Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas City, Kansas, um, are are rallying behind it and and doing what each side needs to do to to make it uh, to make it beneficial for everybody. And it's a cool gateway, man. It's a cool spot that you know can connect both sides of the city and and uh, and kind of create an awesome little trail over there. And then on the bridge itself, there's just not going to be anything else like it um you know it's going to be there are going to be cantilevers off of each side there's going to be food there's going to be a bar there's going to be an event space it's just it's just kansas city has not had any type of any type of venue like that and and ever i don't think there's really any type of venue like that anywhere i was gonna say so that it's, it's kind of it's, a unique idea i i've saw the early plans for it i really hope it happens and you know, the thing it is, for people who are not familiar with the Kansas City area, there's a Kansas City, Missouri, where the Chiefs and, and Royals play, and there's Kansas City, mm-hmm. Kansas, where Sporting and the Kansas Speedway is, and Nebraska Furniture yep. Mart, and they're, they're two different cities, but they're right next to each other, and to have a bridge like that with all those events and hopefully slaps barbecue. Now, the question is, because you <laughs> mentioned music, are you going to be the DJ for the bridge? Well, I guess you you figured out my former... Uh, my former- <laughs> professions uh <laughs> dj dj joe i used to be called dj big body back in the day oh my god <laughs> so I, uh, you know i worked at a church i was a technical creative arts director and i had uh i had a, i have a degree in audio engineering and so um oh, djing on the side for all the weddings that came through slaps was just a little extra pocket money so i'm not a dj in the fact of i can scratch records but i can <laughs> i can mix I can mix two songs together uh, at, at a wedding better than anybody. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. I that's actually one of my first starts as I DJ. Remember, there was a restaurant that was like a mine called uh, Baby Doze. 
Do you remember Baby no, Dose? I, it was on, I, I, I not, not far from your place. It was on Cambridge Circle, okay. and that was my first DJing gig. Was DJing <laughs> in a club, man. I, I, was, awesome. I was DJ Dave, and I was terrible I, at it. So <laughs> I, I can mash up "Party in the USA" with, uh, with "Shout." Nice. You got a wedding, you know. So so, so Joe, we're, we're less than two minutes, so we're about out of time with you. Do me a favor. Uh, let's talk quick turkey. You guys have the most outstanding turkey. Quick, quick, and less than about one minute. Give us a little hint on what people perf- making turkey at home can do better. Absolutely. You know, I think the biggest thing everybody does is they buy a whole turkey. If uh, if you don't need to cook a whole turkey, go buy breast, go buy mm. legs, go buy thighs separate, and cook them separate. You're gonna you're probably gonna get a better even product. And we cook just turkey breast at the restaurant, and we pump them full of butter. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. I've had it. I've had it on more than one occasion. And the big thing is, you know, uh, if you're going to hold turkey for a family function, you don't want to cook it till it's till it's so done that uh, that you lose moisture in it. So if you're going to cook a turkey breast and hold it for a little while, get it to that 158, 160 mark. Don't let it quite get to 165 and let it rest. It'll finish temp and it'll stay juicy and moist all day long. That was the question I was going to ask you was temperature on that because I know we, we, we don't have a lot of time. But that's such a great idea. Uh, Andy's talked about this. Is You've got three different segments or whatever and you're trying to get each temperature just right but if you do it yep. separately and and i'm a i'm a i'm a yeah, turkey breast or just cook the parts yeah absolutely absolutely absolutely. Well, absolutely well joe thank you again for being our guest it is joe pierce check out his website slapsbbqkc.com and get some of the best rub and best sauce that you will ever find and you can be award-winning too maybe we can't promise <laughs> it but we can hope for it we're gonna be talking to andy next we're gonna be talking cookers what kind of cookers you need for barbecue season here on barbecue radio network you love food and when you love food you love finding new flavors to explore new techniques to try and seeing the look of your friends and family's faces when they bite into it old hickory pit smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant quality barbecue right in your own backyard old hickory pit smokers are made in the usa Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll-free, 800-223-9667. Welcome back to Andy and Dave here on the award-winning Barbecue Radio Network. And a barbecue shout-out goes to one of our sponsors, Old Hickory Pits Smokers. Check them out at oldhickorypits.com. You've got your Old Hickory Pits wood-burning barbecue pits, and they've got both commercial and now residential smokers. That's oldhickorypits.com. And please, please, please support your local barbecue joints. Like if you're ever up in Bismarck, North Dakota, and by the way, those people that live in North Dakota, those are some tough people up there. That's that's those winners. I've been up there, man. They're brutal. God bless all those people up there. But when if you're ever in Bismarck, go to Space Aliens Grill and Bar located at 1304 East Century Avenue in Bismarck and check out their barbecue ribs. We were talking about ribs last segment. Check out their barbecue ribs platter. And if you're in Bismarck, you can listen to us on Super Talk 1270 AM. That's Talk 1270com if you want to check them out. All right. Time now for Andy Groneman and his thoughts on some things here. Andy, of course, is a Chef's Choice champion at the Jack Daniels World Invitational. 
That wasn't long enough. Like, usually you have at least seven more words yeah, in Yeah, but you've thing. been getting on my nerves today, so. <laughs> <laughs> and I keep trying to get you shorter, so thank you. No, no. That I is, appreciate that. No, I, I'm just surprised that you want anything at Jack Daniels without actually drinking Jack Daniels and messing did, up the that, food. That did not say I did not drink Jack Daniels, <laughs> but the funny thing about that event, and you're laughing, but Lynchburg is in a dry county. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I know, I know so, that. Yep. So if you have an open container there, while you're at the event, oh. they'll write you a ticket. Uh, so you have to red cup casual it and like not everybody is having something and they know it's going they just on. just turn the other way. Just don't make it obvious. As long as you're not being obvious or being belligerent and no. over, if you're overserved, it, it will get ugly in a hurry. That, that's um, interesting. But that's- yeah, it's, it's, it makes, it does make it interesting because you have to have your uh, Jack a little bit Subtly. They look over and see Andy with his tippy cup going, hmm, yeah. that's interesting. What? Wow, <laughs> he's been drinking that orange juice all day from his daughter's cup. He must need some vitamin C in his body. <laughs> so normally this part of the show, we do what we call the barbecue product spotlight, where you know you come up with knives or this or that and all these great things to help people with their backyard barbecuing. But we wanted to spend the next couple of weeks talking about cookers. Yes. Um, smokers, grills, combination of all that. You're the expert here. Um, different price range. So I'm going to turn it over to you. What are your first yeah. thoughts? Well, and so there's so many questions to ask when you ask that loaded question about what's the best cooker. Right. So a lot of it depends on what the person is wanting to do. Is is cooking part of their therapy? Is that part mm. of what they need to do to enjoy their weekend? So manning a fire, you know, adding charcoal, tending wood. Is that part of what is exciting about cooking to you or is it just the end product? So in other words, some people, they really enjoy the process of it, of the adding the wood, doing this, Bingo. all that. And then others, they just want the, they just want to eat. Yeah. So, so what's, what's the easiest way to eat and still have good quality barbecue at home without having to leave the house? Exactly. So that's usually my first question to somebody is what kind, mm. I mean, what is your goal? Is your goal to actually engage in the process and, and you know, right. diddle with the wood and do all <laughs> of that? Or is it to just set it and forget it and end up with beautifully cooked barbecue? Because uh, you can do both. There's ways to do both. And then I look at some other things like where are you going to be putting this pit? Do you live in an apartment complex? Mm. Probably can't have a wood-fired pit in your apartment yeah, probably deck, not. right? Or are you in a spot where you can have wood or charcoal and, and be safe and, and do those right. things? So, you know, there's multiple fuel sources, electric, gas, wood, charcoal. And then there is how much of the process do you want to engage in? And then the other question really is... You know, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to grill more? Are you trying to smoke more? Do you need a a machine that does everything? Or are you looking for something that is very specific? Like you're not going to buy a pizza oven and smoke a brisket in it, right? So (laughs) depending on what the goal is, and, you know, I I spent a lot of years as an engineer. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was always trying to find that perfect balance of one cooker that could do everything well. Uh, and there's always a trade-off. Sure, sure. So trying to learn those trade-offs. So we're taking this over a couple of weeks because there's so many angles oh, to go yeah. from. And so today I wanted to talk first kind of about my favorite pit in kind of each tranche okay. of pits. And and then we can kind of break down expensive, not expensive, mm-hmm. all of that. Because some of them are, some of them aren't. 
But if if you're looking at kind of the three main styles, you've got a gas or electric, mm-hmm. uh, and some of those are interchangeable. Like you can pull out a, an electric uh, burner and put in a, a gas tube. Uh, so you can, the, the cooker's the same and you just swap out elements. Um, you've got charcoal, wood, which kind of lives in the same space as charcoal and pellet cookers. Oh, pellet, yeah. So kind of my, my favorite charcoal cooker is a hasty bake grill. And so a hasty bake allows you to do a little bit of everything. It has a coal bed that goes up and down and it, so you can grill a steak nice and hot. Or you can slide a diffuser into it and lower the coal bed way down and cook a brisket all in the same type of pit. Okay, let me, let me, that, you know, it's funny. And again, you're, you're the expert by far and I'm, I'm the amateur, but when thinking about things that I have bought in the past, they did not have the thing where you could adjust the level and that, that's a game changer, isn't it? So, you know, Hasty Bake's only been around 52 years. (laughs) no so no i'm i'm teasing they have been around a long. they have been around that long but they are they were kind of the innovator of that that's such a great idea and and so that's from a and that's what i learned to cook on my parents had one of those and they're not a a frilly pit they're not like super stylish Mm -hmm. or cocky they look like a box almost um and you can get them in a black powder coat or stainless they're, I mean, they're not like a sexy pit. Some right. pits are just like sure. gorgeous and you go, wow, that thing looks amazing. This it's is like all, a Ferrari. We're talking, this is all about results is what we're talking yeah, about. The this results is just of the a food. super functional thing. So I learned to grill and, you know, cook on that as a kid growing up with my dad. And so I learned all the ins and outs of it. And I have yet to really find a charcoal cooker. If you like charcoal uh, and, you know, wood chunk that does as much as it does and i've played with a lot of them the the, the closest thing to that would be a, a yoder flat top it has the same deal where you can raise and lower the coal mm-hmm. bed but it is really to me like a quintessential grill you can smoke on it too it's got enough surface area you can definitely do that it's my wife's favorite pit too that falls into that sexy pit area <laughs> like it's got the gorgeous cart it's big and cocky and has is all that the, the cool old saying parts. happy wife happy pit or yes. happy pit happy wife something That's like right. that okay just check it in in my house you do and by the way happy mother's one. day weekend everybody yeah, yeah yeah that's right and and my wife uh, that's what she likes to cook on when she cooks. But so for a charcoal pit, it does a little bit of everything. Uh, as far as in general, the pit that has like the most flexibility for cooking, a pellet pit does. Because mm. um, you can smoke, you can grill. Um, it it on the grilling end, you need to you end up having to spend a little more money to get one that grills well. Uh, and you know, my favorite from that perspective is a Yoder. Uh, I've got a couple of those. Love my Yoders. You can grill at 650 degrees or you can smoke at 200 in so, the same cooker. Question with, regarding pellets. Are they harder to get up to a higher heat because you're used to smoking them at, at a lower heat? Does that make sense? It's usually the pit by design. So uh, a pellet pit, the way it works, you have an auger that is feeding fuel to a fire pot okay. and then you have air blowing against that fire pot. It's like a little forge. Mm-hmm. So... Your, your speed and size of your auger are really what dictate how hot that fire can get, right? If, I, if my auger is only going to turn one RPM a minute, I can only feed so much fuel. Got it. 
And so if I want a really hot fire, I need to feed more fuel. Now, back in the day, there were some of us that would go to Granger and buy a higher RPM motor. (laughs) More more power. More more power. power. Exactly. We would just like, you know, hot rotting your car. We would hot rot our cookers to get some extra heat out of them because they were designed to smoke. And the next thing you know, pellets are flying out like a machine gun. (laughs) That's right. Well, that that is that is so cool, and we're going to touch more on it next week. I, I say we've only touched the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, because uh, I mean, I know we're like probably in our last minute here, but from a gas grill perspective, again, it's all about how many BTUs you want. You can spend as much or as little as you want, but a great middle tier gas grill that kind of does everything. The Napoleon does a great job one of my favorites very cool well we will again touch more about it next week with andy thanks so much for all that also want to thank our guests once again joe pierce many award winning wins uh from slaps barbecue get his rub get his sauce at slaps bbq dot i'm sorry slaps bbq kc.com and speaking of barbecue our may barbecue sauce of the month is smoke on wheels bootleg bourbon infused barbecue we'll see you next week here on barbecue radio network Barbecue Radio Network is heard on radio stations from Hawaii to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionetwork.com.